0: uh well so the one thing i wasn't prepared for and the one thing i need to do i I got a new um i got a new roadcaster and i haven't moved my intro music yet (laughs) so uh we're gonna go i've never heard this before we're gonna go with this basic bed music that's preloaded will be the uh the intro to the show okay okay so let's see what this is like I doubt it's got the one, two, three, four, so I'll do the one, two, three, four. Oh nice. Oh, I didn't expect that to kick in. Okay. Well, here we are, episode three ninety-four of Lopez Radio. Um so close to four hundred been many many years joining me today is the original guest of the show lord fagan himself lord welcome in buddy
1: yeah i'm aged
0: (laughs) been lord for many years
1: yeah right no happy belated birthday
0: you as well you as well um, lot to get into today. We're going to talk about your trip to Vegas in just a little bit and yeah. many, many things because I, I went to Vegas pretty recently as well, so we'll have a few things to bat back and forth, I'm sure. Um, your first well, trip sure. out there, my third or fourth, but we'll uh, we'll talk about that in just a little bit um, and otherwise it's going to be just general bullshitting. We need to do a little catch up, man. What's been going on with you? What do you got your eyes on in the world of uh, the internet technology? anything
1: and it's uh man i i'm I'm sure not i'm not the only person to have noticed it's um it's pretty warm this year Mm. this winter um you know that's the thing here at the uh here here at the undisclosed midwestern u.s location (laughs) um yeah it's uh you know that this uh this chinese host get better every year (laughs) um sooner or later sooner or later they're gonna figure out how to make locusts (laughs) appear and they'll, they'll they'll be there and um who knows maybe they'll show up um, it'll be a surprise along with um we got cicadas coming up yeah man we're going to have uh, the overlapping broods it's going to be brutal but um <laughs> the no, locust it's, the it's... locust
0: will be ai driven you know that right they'll, they'll be it'll be open ai locust brand
1: <laughs> they're gonna get it wrong <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh no no oh oh you mean we're supposed to eat everything we were oh we were making food we were making we were making everybody breakfast
0: yeah they'll be explaining. we were supposed to eat everything sorry <laughs> they'll be explaining yes. something inane to you as they land on your face and be like quantum physics best described have been the way of barbie as blah 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 blah." <laughs> they're just picking your face apart while you're getting facts from ai
1: work in progress
0: it's it is a work in progress Uh, similar over here by the way it's uh it's what february 10th uh as of this recording and it's a balmy 65 degrees outside um kind of kind of weird kind of weird because it was pretty cold just a couple weeks ago so
1: it's um it's it's a little concerning but you know it's uh yeah fuck it you know you know, yeah, we were, we were supposed we were supposed to fix this problem twenty years ago, and we decided no, not hell with that. So <laughs> we're, gonna reap we, we're gonna reap what we sow for the next century, but it'll be uh, it'll be a good time. It's not it's not totally bad yet. Um, inflation is starting to cool down, or at least that's what I'm being told. Yeah, you know all the shit that I like really want to be cheaper is like no, that's the <laughs> thing about um you know all the food inflation. I don't think people realize. It's the weather that has a lot to do with why that stuff's so expensive yeah. and why it's going to get more expensive. But, um, I say man, bring
0: back, bring back human sacrifice for better, better crops.
1: Something, dude, they need to, <laughs> they, they need to do something to save fast food. Yeah. Um, you heard, you, you heard about this, man. You got, you got CEO of McDonald's apologizing. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, sorry for those $18 Big Mac meals. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that yeah, yeah, that 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 we didn't program that program that in the AI. I'm sorry.
0: Well, I mean, sorry. me and me and the wife were just talking about it the other day. Like, you honestly cannot get out of a of a fast food drive through for less than twenty bucks if you're if you're buying full meals for two people. Exactly. You can't like lu- it's impossible.
1: You're lucky to spend less than ten if it's just you and you're trying hard. You have to you have to use the app now. You yeah. don't have a choice, and it's not just what's weird. So with the McDonald's app Mm. inside, it's, it'll have the coupon quote unquote, where it's like, Hey, we'll take 30% off your food. And the fine print says, you must pay through the app. You can tell that this is, this is twofold. Number one, they're trying to kill a job, right? You want it to be cheaper, help us murder a job. But then also (laughs) on top of that, give us your precious data so that we can sell it. It's, you know, it's, it's tough out there. Well, uh, there's a lot
0: of places doing that too. Like if you, if you shop on the target app at all, right. We all, we all love target. Target's a great place. At least we think so. Um, just another corporation, but you know, it seems to have a little bit of belovedness around it. But, um, if you, if you go to target, you notice that the prices on the shelf and the prices on the app are different. And if you look at the price, it says, it says this much if purchased online, it's kind of weird, (laughs)
1: Well, and I see a similar, um, phenomena. So, um, got back to Sam's club Yeah, hadn't been been, a member of Sam's club for a number of years. Um, got on there and all kinds of fun new options because it's not like just one membership now. It's like, well, they got the, they've got their regular vanilla membership, but then they got the plus membership, which is more expensive because of course it is, but they have like extra stuff that they'll add on there. And it's like, Oh, you can shop online and we'll deliver it to you or we can just come pick it up. What was weird is like, you know, you go through and it's like, all right, well, cool, man. Let me see what you got to, you know, maybe that'd be really convenient. I'll just have you get my stuff together and then I'll go pick it up or have you deliver it. I go on there and it's like, you know, you look by section. It's like, well, what are your frozen food stuff? We have 30 items. I'm like, what? (laughs) What? Wait a minute. That's one side of an aisle. I've been to Sam's Club. Y'all are not a small store. 30 items, my ass. And It's true that you have to. You've got to go. You've got to go if you want like the full experience. But even that is, you know, just kind of grimy. I don't like going to the store anymore. I never really did. I was. I'm. You and I are, you know, veterans of really being used to being able to go at like. No, I want to go at like eleven thirty. Yeah. I want to go just after midnight when there's nobody around. Nowadays, like, it's not just a matter of you feel uncomfortable and anxious waiting for that old lady, lady, will you get the fuck out of the way of the stuff oh, I want to yeah. look at it so that I can go over there. Now you have the problem of you have professional shoppers. Just don't give a shit anymore about what you're doing. Yep. You know, they'll get right in front of you. It's like, no, excuse me. I didn't get this. You know, it doesn't matter if you were looking at it. It doesn't matter if you were reaching in the middle of reaching for it. some asshole, some professional shopper who is going to get that because if they don't, they're going to substitute it or they're going to miss it. And they're, they're gonna get in trouble. Somebody's gonna really take it personally and take it all out on them. Well, that through the app by not tipping. Yeah, you know,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that and think about this. So we do grocery pickup, right? As well, we we pick our groceries up uh, most of the time. Like we're still going for little stuff here and there, but our big our big grocery trips are now just pulling up to a parking space and they bring it out to us. Um, and I gotta imagine because I was thinking the same thing, but. I got to imagine, you know how you were just mentioned how annoying it is to navigate around people and shop in person. When that's your job, that's got to be tenfold because you're just constantly out there. You're shopping for eight hours or your shift, right? So I, I, I assume after a while, they just see the other shoppers as just not even there. They're numb to it. You know what I'm saying? There's like, like, well, I got to grab this thing and this person's just going to sit here and look. Because I'm sure at the beginning, when you're brand new, you're fresh, you're like, oh, I'm going to be courteous and let these people finish browsing and then I'll pick up the thing I'm supposed to pick up for this uh, this other customer. No, I think after a while, you just become like this. I'm going to push through these orders so I can go sit the fuck down.
1: Yeah, similar to when you're out on, uh, on the highway. Mm-hmm. They got those semi-tractor trailers that are out there with you. I mean, the thing is, you just may be out in the world. You may be on your way to that better mall on the other side of town or something, mm-hmm. but that guy in the big rig, that's his fucking job. Mm-hmm. He's in his office and you're on his happy fucking highway, man. Yeah. And it, you know, really it's, it, it, there, there is a, there's a palpable acrimony. Um, but it's, uh, it's also kind of weird in that it's regressive. Like, the, like you were talking about the whole thing of, no, I'm going to go over to the store and just pick up the stuff that I ordered. That's got a kind of old-timey, old-west feel to it, you know? I'm going yeah. to the gro- I'm gonna show up to the general store. And the thing is, you don't shop at the general <laughs> store. You tell the dude what you want, and he goes in and he gets it and prepares all your stuff for you. Here you go. This is how much your stuff is.
0: You're talking it's about
1: fucking- that changed all that shit.
0: Yeah, you're talking about fucking provisions. <laughs> right? Fucking <laughs> provisions. We're, we're going to pick up our provisions from the provisional store. Um, Everything's about two and a half weeks out geographical oddity. Yeah. Right. Um but yeah dude it's it's kind of it's kind of nuts and and know uh, I, I don't know. I I I still like going out like this is like kind of the first the last year and a half or so has been like the first time I've liked going out and and actually walking in a store but I do strategically pick my points like if I've got to go I've got to go right. Um but like you brought up Sam's Club we're Costco people. Because we just got a Costco not too long ago, about a year ago, and um, same th- same thing. You try to shop online, and most of the stuff that you know is there, you know it's there, but it's not on the website. It's not yeah. it's not there for you to purchase and uh, have delivered or picked up. And you're like, well, then what's the point of this? Like, why are we why are we here? Like, I've never, I've I've always tried. I'm like, well, maybe I can set up a pickup for that, or maybe I can just have it delivered to the house because you know it's a couple of big items and we don't need them right away no the thing the exact thing you need is never on there it's always like this weird exclusive online stuff that they're trying to unload and uh i do the same thing though i i, I will go in there the, the the sweet spot i don't know if sam's is the same way the sweet spot for costco last 45 minutes they're open to the night
1: mm. go
0: go go in there they close at like 8 30. so just step in at like 7 45. dude you got all the space to yourself you may miss out on a couple of samples but man you don't have to worry about like running into folks it's great
1: well, and that, the, the website and the app and stuff like that, it would be one thing mm-hmm. if it were just consistently bad or consistently good. But no, it's got, like, instances where it's really awful and then other times where it's, like, shockingly useful. Like, again, you know, one of the things that's kind of awesome about these particular stores, be it Sands Club or Costco, any big time, you know, big box store we have a membership of stuff is they do have this sort of kitchenette like food court area that has like deals that don't make sense in this day and age. <laughs> yeah. The whole Oh yeah. Here's a hot, here's a big ass hot dog in a, in a large soda for a buck 50. And it's like, what's the catch? Yeah. And it's just because, it's like, well, because you're a member, you know, I mean, cause you can't get in there to use this stuff if you're not a member of it, but you can, again, You, if you find yourself in a situation, because these are very popular little spots to go and just, you know, grab a, you know, a cheap and easy meal. Mm -hmm. So sometimes the line can be a bit long, but then it's like you game it to where it's like, hmm, but if I use the app, I can go quote unquote, pick up my food. And that's like a whole other line, which is totally empty because people don't think to do that. Mm -hmm. And so you'll go to the store and you'll be in the store. And while the people are waiting in line, you just use your phone, go boop, 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 boop. And you like order your food and then you just go get it. Cut through like 10 people in oh, line. Oh yeah.
0: It's great. The Costco uh has that situation um but they just they I don't know if it was just cuz it's a newer Costco or if they do it at all of them but um they've just got kiosks set up. You do it, you do the kiosk thing, you don't talk to a person. They just call your number when it's ready. So you just go sit down, <laughs> you just wait for them to call your number, you walk up, get your food, sit there. It's like a haven, you know, being in a being in a college town, it is you walk in there and you're like, Oh, you guys are on the parents membership and there's just tons of college kids while school's in session, just sitting around eating cheap pizza, cheap hot dogs.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's, and, and well, and here's the other thing too. That's kind of a weird, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I know it's not necessarily the case. There's, there are things that you can have in your life Mm -hmm. that make that store more valuable. It's, it's a weird little game. Um, if you like if you if you don't have enough freezer space you really can't take full advantage of um especially the freezer section and the kind of bulk stuff that you can get there yeah um you really do need to get just an extra freezer and I did I got I got I got an extra one and that kind of spurred me to be like hmm well now I can go back to Sam's Club and make use of you know the what, what is it like the, um, the fat boy ice cream sandwiches where there's 96 in a box.
0: Right. <laughs> you no, know?
1: but it's, it's like, yeah, but yeah, yeah, man. But per unit, that deal's just too good to pass up, man. Mm. So yeah, no, it's, it's, it's pretty wild, but, um, no, it's, it's been fun. It's been fun kind of going back there. Um, because it is, it is a different experience than it used to be. It's like, it's weird how there's, there really is like a massive chunk of that store that is devoted purely to people doing shopping for other people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You see it in like places like Kroger, um, as well. You just see the the running around with these big carts with all these, all these cubbies on it and they're just filling things in. And it's just, it's amazing. Like just to see the, the, the system that has been created just in this short window of time. Cause pre 2020, you never saw that like you you may have no. seen a little bit of it like we did dot com pickups and stuff like that where we used to work but like you know it's it's these are like full on shopping lists it's kind of crazy
1: well and it, i mean really we've we have integrated a whole new thick layer of indentured servitude into a lot of business models in the last 5 years
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know and, it, and not to say that we didn't have like it's like like DoorDash and stuff like that. It's not that that stuff used to, didn't used to exist. It's just that it's all the more prevalent now. Um, and it is kind of, it's something akin to how I've always been a critic of how for at least ever since the two thousands, especially, um, Most of corporate America and um, just developed nations, um, corporations, especially high tech stuff, they've been marketing and selling luxury items to segments of the market that can't really afford them. Mm -hmm. You know, they they can't afford that level of luxury, but fuck it, man, I'm buying that phone and I'm going to get another one in a year and a half. And it's not because you really want to, but because these things are designed to fail. These things are designed to break structurally. It doesn't matter if it's your car or if it's your phone or if it's your fucking clothes. Everything just breaks down a whole lot easier. And even our luxury stuff is breaking down. And that new layer of servitude is luxury services that most people really, when you think about, like, think about it yourself. It's like, do you and your family really need to have somebody else do your shopping for you. You know, it's, it's the same thing at the, yeah. It it's the same thing with the, um, the Amazon warehouse. I mean, what is that? If not a store with somebody doing your shopping for you. And at first it was really awesome. Like, I mean, that was the thing with, um, with DoorDash and those food delivery services, something about it. And I, I really do believe this was the plan. A lot of these venture capitals, a lot of these businesses, maybe even they didn't realize it, but it's like, we're going to make this stuff a really good value at first Mm. until people kind of get addicted to it. And then we'll raise the prices in really obscure and weird ways. And they've gotten to the part now where it's like, you've seen this, you've heard about this going to um, go to Starbucks or something. And it's like, they want the tip up front. And it's like, for what?
0: Mm.
1: For using the register? You know, I go, I go and. I don't have the pizza delivered to me anymore. I go to, I go to the drive through of it and it's like, there's a tip, you know, thing on the little pad and whatnot. They're asking for. it's like, what, what am I tipping you for? Do you not get paid? Mm-hmm. I mean, at a certain point, like this can't be a thing where it's like, like, you're not a waiter, you know, are they really paying you like a reduced minimum wage expecting that there's a tip involved with it? It's I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not that I think that tipping's wrong. I just think that it really can't be every single portion of our lives yeah. because, you know, in like when I went to Vegas, Mm -hmm. yeah, there's, you know, there's an expectation that there's more tipping. But that also kind of is inclement in you to kind of think about, well, just how much service do you really want? Do you really need them to carry your bags everywhere? Because if you want that, they can do it, but you're going to be forking over a couple bucks.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, it's, it's that white glove that people look for sometimes, you know, where it's like. I think I think for us it breaks down to, uh, we're already you know working until a certain time, and then we've got just this small window of time to hang out with our kid before it's bedtime. Um, and so we're just like, all right, well, where can we save time? And it usually comes, it usually comes in in the grocery shopping kind of kind of situation, so that we can just get home, start cooking something, and just hang out. Um, but it it's also just convenient, you know, it's just just convenient just not to have to go and, and figure out because if anything's going to make you spend more money, it's going and actually walking the store and walking by all this other stuff. You're like, oh, that looks good. Oh, I'm hungry. I'm, I'm going to grab some of this. Going to the grocery store hungry is a terrible thing. So it's kind of like we kind of use it as a saving ourselves from ourselves type situation, you know? Um, well,
1: and I, as you said, it's the ultimate, the ultimate resource. It's not money. It's time.
0: Time is everything, yeah. man.
1: And anywhere, anywhere, Anywhere you can clip a little bit, get an extra time. Cause you're not going to get any back. You wants to make more money. You ain't making more time. And yeah, I, I understand, especially with all of the time that you upfront know you're going to have to sacrifice just so that you can have the money that you need. It's, it's tricky. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's a really bizarre extended, um, resource management game that, yeah, it, um, no, I, I understand exactly where you're coming from. It's, It's something that I think about when, when you think about how, how critical getting enough sleep is. People talk about how, how is it that millennials stay so young looking? I'm willing to bet that a lot of it has to do with sleep because the people that do tend to age a little bit faster, man, they're, they're not getting enough sleep. Five hours a night is not enough. That's, that's harsh on you, you know? Yeah. But where, you, but where else are you going to cut it? Because you have so many demands on your time. The more responsibilities you stack on top of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I know, I mean, especially with you, you got your kid. You know, kid's very young. And I imagine that when she gets older, it'll kind of, you know, there'll be some things that she'll just kind of do on her own that you won't need to, like, constantly be, you know, providing for. And, you know, it, she'll, she can just kind of take care of herself. And that'll kind of ease off a little bit. But, yeah, for now, I, I know that, yeah, it's just – any amount of time that you can find that isn't like, you know, it, that isn't structured, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, that's just, let's, let's just hang out. Let's just relax for a little bit. I mean, for 90 minutes, but, but Hey, take it where you can get it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know? And, and, you know, we just reset the clock cause we're going to have another kid. So <laughs> we're going to have a second kid in the uh, beginning of summer. So um, we'll just continue that. <laughs> um. So we're, yeah, we're just trying to play that game of like spend as much time as possible you know yeah, you'll
1: get that you'll get that child tax credit that's gonna that that's gonna make things a lot of fun that yeah. makes it worth it
0: yeah for sure um you know where they did they, they did figure out the uh well i guess before i get to this the so i was thinking about just the fact of like there is the nice thing uh you know based on how closely tied especially our generation but you know uh how closely we're tied into like nostalgia right There's a nostalgic feeling when you actually go out and shop i get a nostalgic feeling when i go to target and walk around like i get a nostalgic feeling when i go you know anywhere and just kind of like sam sam's would be would feel really nostalgic for me because spent a lot of time as a kid going to sam's you know my mom was raising a bunch of boys so you gotta buy in bulk at that point but uh i think it just kind of leans into that a little bit but i still feel like everyone's trying to catch up to amazon and until they can get what amazon has going on um they're always going to be behind everybody's behind amazon right now Mm -hmm. as far as their processes go as far as their their uh i guess efficiency goes um and we we noticed this past week we had uh we took a a quick trip down to florida and uh, we did a little disney trip um and those are that's another machine that has figured out the time game you you can either Pay extra on top of the already pretty expensive ticket you're paying to uh, get the lightning lane. So you yeah. don't have to wait two hours in line, which I did one day with our buddy Sheets. We waited two hours in line for an avatar ride. It was really good. But I was after that, because we had one more park we were going to the next day, and I was like, I am buying the lightning lane tomorrow. I don't care. Yeah. There's no, I'm going to pay the extra whatever it is, you know, 50 bucks or, you know, 100 bucks even. I I can't stand in that line for two hours.
1: Well, when you consider your initial investment, you know, I mean, all, all the trouble that you went through, it's not just the money because especially when you travel to get out there, Mm -hmm. it's all the time, all the, all the stress of it, because I mean, and we'll get into this a little bit more when we talk about getting to Vegas, you know, going to the airport these days is another example that where every little bit of convenience and comfort and savings is behind these like progressive paywalls. Oh yeah. And it's, it's intense. You, you'll, you'll get to where, and again, you think about it. It's like, uh, like in some instances, if like, you, cause I had another friend of mine who went his kid, um, they made the big promise. Cause he, during COVID, um, his little boy was like three, four years old and they were gonna go to Disney world and stuff, but then nope, we're not. Yep. And they decided it's like, no, no, we're doing it, but we're going all the way. Mm. And they did went, they went all the way, got the, got the deluxe Airbnb. They went to Disney world, but then they also went to Universal and all that kind of stuff and made a big, huge, massive week of it. And it was, I mean, it was a pretty penny, but he was telling me about how it's like, oh yes, totally, man. You know, $350, $400 just for the privilege, the feeling (laughs) of superiority, because it's like, excuse me, don't have time for you plebeians in your line over there. Going over here, and I'll just be getting on the ride. Thank you. Oh yeah, it's and and at a certain point, it's like yeah, but you got to do it because I mean, seriously, you're gonna screw off for two hours when some of these rides are like you know these experiences are like fifteen minutes.
0: The Avatar I, ride was four or five minutes. <laughs> yeah, two hours. It was amazing. They did a great job with it, but it was two hours in line for four or five, four or five minutes of a ride, and. Even, even when you do shell out, right, where you're like, all right, I'm getting the lightning lane. We're going to, you know, you can schedule your ride, so You just walk up whenever the app's like, ding, time for you. You know, you're in the in the time period where you can go and just walk straight onto the ride almost. Um, there's still levels to that. You know what I'm saying? Like I was seeing people that were, and, and Sheets was telling me about this because, you know, they're, since they live down there, their annual pass holders are like, oh, yeah, there's, if you pay enough money, they will actually just assign you a cast member for the day that will just walk you around the park and walk you straight to the front of every line. You don't have to wait you just it's just like the widest of white glove service right and uh i saw, I you saw literally a couple of them
1: buying a butler
0: yeah yeah then it's talking about indentured servitude i mean it's absolutely like I, I i saw a couple of them you know here and there but they're just okay. walking around with a person that's in like a full like you know full jacket and 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 setup, and they're just walking them to the front of every line doesn't matter who paid for a lightning lane doesn't matter who paid to be there how long they were in line they just get to walk right up, get on the ride, take their ride, and they go to the next one. They just get to do whatever they want. It's I'm like, that is that is fuck you money right there.
1: Well, and you know, sometimes it's just it's it's similar to the thing of you know, people talk about how it's like, it's weird that people are wanting to go get married at Disney World. I'm like, what do you mean weird? Do you have any idea the amazing package that they will sell you where when you put it side by side for, well, you can get a lot of this stuff like locally and you can do it piecemeal and kind of put it together versus just getting these little packages that they have to offer. It's actually worth it to get these packages, strangely enough.
0: It's peace you know? of mind and it's time. It's time spent. Like It's just like what we, we were talking about, the best commodity, time and, and peace of mind and everything's put together for you and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. It's a little more expensive, but fuck it, man. You, you know, just like your friend said, you might as well go as all out as your budget will allow, or as all out as you're willing to blow your budget apart. Right. Because you're not going back for at least a couple of years, few years, if that, you know, or if ever, who knows?
1: Well, and this, you know, this is actually, this is a nice, this is a nice enough segue for me to talk about, My trip going to Las Vegas too, because on this idea of, you know, again, the ultimate resource is time and something about me, I've gotten to where in my, my old age, I, so I have every vacation in my head. I remind myself, it's like, okay, there's going to be something that goes stupid. Sure. Something's going to go wrong and you need to just mentally prepare yourself, give yourself some frustration bandwidth to get through it because you don't want it to poison the whole experience. Yep. But it's going to happen. Yeah. And it's usually going to be related to something is cutting into your convenience or something is wasting your time. And for me, it was um it was the trip over because you know, I did I I like a like a really great nerd, <laughs> I did my research before I went to Las Vegas. And um, you know, despite all efforts to the contrary, I mean, here's something for for anybody who's never been to Vegas, this is just something that you need to come to grips with. There's no way to do it cheaply. No. Nope you are going to spend more money than you want to. But the trick and the game is how much bang for your buck can you get? And there are different levels. Like there's different hurdles you have to get through and things that are just going to cost you money, whether you like it or not. And for me and from, from my experience and from my research, the one biggest hurdle when it comes to Las Vegas, it's kind of two part. It's the travel part. It's the a actually getting there which you know it doesn't matter whether you're driving or if you're going to be taking a plane getting there is one thing but then once you're there getting around oh yeah is a real it's it's a real trick and again there emphasis on the word trick
0: mm-hmm.
1: there are there are ways around it but they're all kind of a little bit cloaked in mystery and that was something you know that I found I I one of the I or upfront I had the biggest problem of my trip where so I have a connecting flight and I go to Chicago where, um, it was freakishly cold. It wasn't really a lot of weather, honestly. It's clear blue sky day, but Holy shit. It was cold outside.
0: Cold as the Dickens like, up there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like you step outside and it's like a big, huge cloud of smoke comes out your mouth when you're talking that oh, yeah. cold.
0: Oh yeah. Like Mich- um, Michigan will do it, man. The wind off Lake.
1: And we, I was, I had a, um, I had a 10 hour delay. And layover in Chicago, um, not because of the weather, but because of staffing, because it didn't have enough people to get on the plane for rest. And I knew this because they kind of told me and kind of slipped it um when I was um starting out from my first flight, going out there, because that was early in the morning. Because the idea was it was like, okay, well, you know, get there around three-ish, you know, for um check-in. And I really got there around eleven-ish. Sure. Um but at the same time, you know, they told me when I got there, it was like, hmm, I don't know if your next flight when you get there is going to be late or not, whether you'll make it. It's like, oh, looks like you're having trouble finding a crew for crew rest.
0: Or Yeah, their crew is timing out. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, the regulations for that. And so you get out there and it's wild. Like I knew what was going on, but you could tell like the people that they had sort of because it was a long wait. They had like shift turnover while we were there. All of the, like, the laundry list of reasons they went through where at first it was like, oh, at first it was something mechanical. And I'm thinking, I was like, that's a crock of shit. What's wrong? You know, you won't, you'll say it's something mechanical, but you won't actually define what it is. Mm -hmm. And even if you did, it's like, that's the staffing issue all over the thing. Because it's like, every issue is going to now take four times longer to diagnose with this because you don't have enough people out there to actually fix it. Sure. But then, um, and then it turned into, oh, yeah, now we don't know if we have a pilot. And that's another thing where it's like, yep, having recruitment problems for pilots and all this stuff is just eating away at time. But I did get there again, took a little while. And then, you know, when I first got there, I again, I kinda I guess I rightly or wrongly, I treated the experience very much like an open world video game. You know, like Grand Theft Auto or something where, like, yeah. really, one of, the, one of the first and most important things to do is, you know, figure out how to get around. Because there are multiple, like, there are multiple transit systems in there. And now that I have, the like, the benefit of hindsight, if I ever go back, the idea is very much going to be just, I mean, you know, all the options that you have available to you to yeah. get out of there and to get into the city from the airport. Dude, just take the bus. <laughs>
0: part it's, of me part of me just pictured you just landing in vegas walking outside and yanking someone out of their car and just getting yeah. in and driving off <laughs> grand is. theft auto in the, in the window.
1: <laughs> get in the car just yeah let's go man
0: that's the way to do vegas just yank someone yeah. out of their car hey i like this i like this toyota tercel let me take it
1: drugs have taken hope
0: <laughs>
1: um, but um no i i you know just you know obviously uber Mm -hmm. most convenient hands down you know most convenient option they'll they'll pick you up just about anywhere and drop you up off just about anywhere within reason um but the thing is like you know that all these options have like a pro and a con oh yeah and that one it's like you know that man that shit gets real pricey real fast
0: yeah if you're gonna pay for that convenience yeah
1: um but then it's like yeah the the without question the best, and and I mean, you know, I I'm sure you probably, I mean, when you went there too, did you use the deuce bus?
0: We never used the bus, but our so the hotel we were at was right with had a stop on the transit line on the train, yeah. so mm. we mainly did that because it will take you straight down to the convention center because that's where we were going, right? And so we would just hop on there, and then anywhere else we had to go, we would pick between Uber or taxi because like some depending on where you're at, sometimes the taxi was faster and cheaper. Because they would have a proper taxi stand. Because you know, of course the of course the uh, you know they're going to try to box out Uber. You got to go to a, a whole different part of the uh, of the casino slash hotel where the Uber picks you up. There's only like a yeah. designated small space. But since they've since they've got ties with the taxis and probably you know the the whole the whole thing that they're involved in, they've got a nice big taxi area for you to get in. So sometimes it was just easier to jump in a taxi and tell them where you're going. Um, the problem you pro- you may have had, but we definitely had while we were there because we were there in October, so a few months before you, um, they were they were literally uh, three weeks away from having the F one races, and the uh-huh. city was getting ready for the Super Bowl, so there was construction everywhere. It took us the better part of an hour and a half, two hours, to go like two miles, um, in the uh, in in a taxi, and not like a walkable two miles, like a two mile, like a two miles where you had like. 80 percent of it was on the freeway and then back off but it was like it was really hard to get around and like we were in this one taxi and the guy was just like you i thought the taxi driver was gonna cry he goes he was like he's like it's been like this and we can't make money because we're all stuck in traffic we're all stuck in traffic and we can't just we can't turn we can't turn fares like we used to because we can't get anywhere (laughs) It Mm -hmm. it was it was bad i don't know how was the traffic while you were there
1: um, no, you had uh, you had a situation where you know the Super Bowl. They were still doing stuff for that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the you know that's the, the the pro and con when it comes to that Deuce bus. The Deuce bus is a double decker bus that goes up and down the Strip and into Fremont Street, mm-hmm. but it goes so far enough down south where it's like there's a small sa- um there's a small bus station that it connects to, and it's run by the city. So it's a city bus that you have, like they have an app where you can just log on to that and you can just buy a fare there. And it gives you a little QR code that you can just scan on it, just get on there whenever you want.
0: Awesome.
1: Um, and they'll give you a three-day pass for 20 day, or, or, or a three-day pass for $20, Ooh. which is a sweet deal because I also stayed in a hotel that had the monorail station. And the monorail station is very convenient if you're doing that, and it'll take you a long way very fast. It does that that does not have to be that you don't have to worry about traffic when you're on the monorail. Right. That thing doesn't give a shit about that. Right. And so it'll get you places really quick. But the thing is, there are so few stops on the monorail that you're going to have to kind of accept the fact that, well, baked into the using the monorail option is there going to be, there's going to be plenty of walking along with it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that's the thing about it. You know, a lot of these options and a lot of these transit systems, they're definitely useful in the sense of, uh, it's not just how, again, they save you a lot of time. Because walking around, you know, again, is the cheapest, but the longest option. And again, it's so damn big. Yeah, the strip I, well, is four I, miles long, dude.
0: Well, and I think I told you, like, when, when you were talking about it, because I was kind of pumped for you. It was your first time out there. I was like, this is going to be great. And I was like, just keep in mind, something may be two blocks away, but you don't have a direct path to anything on that strip. You have to go up and over and down and, up and down one, you know, half a block and up and over because you can't just walk straight down the the strip. There's no way to do it.
1: I, I got to a point. This was interesting. So I know what you're talking about in terms of like, there are places that you you, like when you're, I don't know if this happened to you. There were times where I was walking around outside where I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be here. (laughs) No, I'm like walking around and I'm like, there's a lot of people that are like, you know, employees and stuff like that. And they're driving forklifts and shit and whatnot. And nobody's saying jack shit to me because I'm looking around and it's like, yeah, but it's like, there's occasionally a tourist out around here and there's a homeless person or something like that. Street people wandering about. And it's like, nobody's saying anything to me. And then there were times where it's like, I'm wandering through a, this happened to me when I was going through the Venetian. I got to a point where I realized it was like, Oh, I guess there's a convention going on. And then I stopped and remember like, Wait a minute! They're all wearing badges. Uh oh. Uh oh. And so I was kind of like, mm, I gotta get through this as quickly as I can. Mm-hmm. But everything about the place, every building, the layout of the streets. Everything is meant to confuse you and meant to be a maze and it's it's very hard to just like where the fuck is the exit.
0: Yep, they don't want you to I, and leave I, and they want you to walk past everything. You trust me, just if you just take notice, any of you who go out to Vegas, take notice where where you get off the escalator. When you have to cross a street and you get off, you're always getting off the escalator in front of a big place that you've heard of before. It's all by design. They want they want anyone who's just kind of casually walking to have to walk by all the big places to lure you in it's 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 pretty brilliant but at the same time like if you're just trying to get from point a to point b it's not convenient at all
1: (laughs) well and then then there's also the the little tricks that are used to facilitate privacy Mm -hmm. and to facilitate the divisions of people um you go to buffets and there are clearly the this is for the, you know, the real ritzy players club people. Yeah. And then there's the seating stuff for the rest of you fucking assholes. And it, and it's it's abundantly clear. Everybody's got this in some fashion. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a little more pronounced than others. But yeah, there's a lot of places where, and it's even when you walk into a lot of big resorts where it's like, you know, there is that part of the property that is where the rooms are. And listen, you know, not all hotels are this way, but for some of them are like, if you don't have a key, don't even don't even think about stepping near those elevators yep. because they have people standing there that are just like, man, they'll kick your ass the fuck out of that building yep. in a second if you don't have any business being there. And that's part of it is I imagine because there are cameras everywhere mm-hmm. except when you start getting to bathrooms and rooms like private rooms. That's where they can't like their their ability to watch you and to keep an eye on you is limited. And so that's, that's when you start seeing like an actual physical presence of people around there.
0: Yeah. Well, it's also liability, right? They, there's like, well, the guests are paying to be here and we don't want to, you know, any, you know, we don't want to jeopardize any possible money that's coming in and out of this place. So there's, yeah, there were a couple places you went like the Venetian and places like that where like the hallway that led to the elevators uh, there was a dude standing there and, you know, he was looking for you to tap that card and for that light to go green before he let you go by. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely.
1: No, I, 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 I did kind of feel, and I'll ask you this. So um, were the cops out in force just out there and around all over the place when you were there?
0: I feel like I didn't see as many cops as I thought I would, um, but I know they were there. Does that make sense? I, I think that I, I want to say that their police force, kind of to me, I kind of envisioned them as being more like drone pilots, and uh-huh. they were just like, they're just all watching cameras, and they're like, oh, deploy deploy these guys over here, because this is going on. But I, don't, I feel like I didn't see that many cops, but again, I wasn't really looking for it. I mean, I would see a car now and then, but it didn't feel like an overwhelming presence. Did you feel different?
1: I kind of th- I kind of got the impression that it's like they're they're there they're visible and they're not there like just one or two it's like they cluster together. It's like three or four SUVs together mm-hmm. and it's like eight eight guys together and they're out there. I didn't see anybody roughing anybody up or anything like that. You didn't see a whole lot of um you, you didn't see a lot of lights or hear a lot of sirens or anything, but they were there. Yeah. And they, you know, clearly kind of, you know, had the idea of just like no nope, no, nope, we're here, you know. You watch it, you know, especially out on the strip. Um, there's, there's definitely, you know, there, because there's a bunch of people out there. We're at a point now where, you know, the the COVID era is over and the crowds are back. And yeah, I, you could tell that a lot of people were talking about the gear up to, um, to the Super Bowl and whatnot because that's a big thing for them. Yeah. Not just in the sense of oh, it's the Super Bowl and that's going to bring a bunch of people here, which means money. But they've also had a big push with sports betting and stuff like that, which is you know looks like it's kind of paying off but yeah. we'll see um
0: first time ever in know. vegas uh for the super bowl like it's a it's a they were making a big deal out of that in the f1 race because it was the first year of the f1 race and to kind of tag off what you were talking about with the cops you also know that there's there's got to be some agreement uh with the casinos of like hey you know I, well, we don't want a bunch of cops standing in front of our casino we've got some people that can fuck people up inside too So there's probably a little bit of that where like the cops are just like, we'll just stay in these areas and if we got to deploy to one section or another, we can because you know that the security in a casino, especially a nice one, is probably just as good as the police.
1: Well, and I imagine it's probably I I imagine it it goes along the lines of when it comes to the property, when it comes to the building and stuff like that, yep. Internally your private, your your private security forces, they've got that locked down. The streets themselves. Mm -hmm. The actual streets, especially the big streets where there's a lot of traffic and a lot of capacity for people to get hurt from moving vehicles, that's where the cops, like, that, that's where they reign supreme, I imagine. Because yeah. that's the other thing, like, you know, you see, because there's, you know, you, you see a lot of Las Vegas police, but you also see plenty of state police mm-hmm. out there. But, um, but no, I, I, I mean, I didn't feel like it was onerous or anything like that, but you know, you, no matter what you do, you always feel like, you know, there there's eyes on you at all times and it's just kind of the way it is. But, um, no, I, 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 I enjoyed using the deuce bus. There's, um, then there's also, so let me ask you this. Cause you went to, um, did you go to CES?
0: No, we went to TwitchCon.
1: Oh, okay. Um, so did you, but you went to the convention center. Did you try, like, was the boring loop?
0: oh yeah um, the loop was, was down to, there so yeah, did you try it so where the monorail dumps where the it's the monorail yeah where the rail jumps you off there you know where they were having the um of course where they were having the convention i was going to was the furthest point and that was a, that's a giant convention center like you're like all right i can walk for you know 30 minutes and get to the other side where, where i'm supposed to be or i can go down to this little loop where you get in a tesla and it rides you to the other side underground um and that was a very interesting experience um talking to that guy that like he's been doing like the guy that drove us from the monorail station over to uh the place where we needed to be had been doing this for years and he was like yep been doing it for years you know just blah blah, blah. everything was a Tesla and uh you know he seemed to not really uh have too much gripe over what he was getting paid um
1: that's that's what struck me what struck me about it is how mundane it was oh yeah uh, I mean it's like it, right now it's just a couple stops when I did I tried it and it was like yeah it's five bucks and it's essentially like, I mean, the, when you think about it, you actually lay it out on a map. It's like, you're paying five bucks for you, to, for it to take you across the street underground. And it's weird. Cause like, there's a lot of like red, green, blue, multicolor rainbow lights and stuff, which, you know, have nothing to do with the actual functionality of it. It's just so it looks cool. Mm-hmm. It It feels like you go down into kind of an underground, it's like a subway station, but it's like, it's almost like a, it's almost like a, like a Willy Wonka expressionistic movie set yeah. subway station, yeah. Where it, it, it's like the you know, ride. there's nothing industri- there's nothing industrial about it, and it's <laughs> like it's just these very flat, clean walls that just have a perfectly round hole, and a Tesla, you know, comes out and it just sort of drives in, and it's it's dead silent, and it's like yeah, it's like five bucks, and it just takes you across, and it's like, and you get there, and it's like it's ridiculously short. It feels like it's going to be a little bit longer than it is, and it's just not. It's like, dude, they literally, they drive you across
0: the street. Yeah, well, you don't have to put up with any of the traffic, no lights, no no pedestrians. You just point A to point B, like as close as, as the crow flies as you can go, right? And then we talked our, um we, we chatted with our uh, driver a little bit, and he was like, oh, yeah, the plan is to, to have this tunnel. These tunnels run all over, this, all over the Vegas and just now, get them. Get they were talking get about everywhere. that
1: to me too, man. So yeah, essentially, well, it's they, just,
0: this is a car subway, like you said.
1: Well, and the original, as I understand, like they, they pivoted their idea. The idea originally was, it was like, they were talking about, we're going to build a tunnel from here to LA. And they were like, um, no, never mind. Um, that's a, that's a, that's, that's a long tunnel. That's it's longer a than long it's tunnel. not a real. It's not actually a long period. Of t- like, honestly, it's it's what it's like 90 miles
0: yeah but still to get,
1: fr- to, to get from la to las vegas but still all, that's the, a all long the zoning
0: ways. codes for all those different areas too Dude, yeah. that would take well, for fucking
1: ever and it's also something that's like i mean again you wouldn't be able to just have like one long straight shot like that and just drive teslas through it uh uh, uh. what would happen if something went stupid in the middle of it with like the tesla and, some, and like one gets backed up the whole lane is backed up it, it, that won't work.
0: There's no way to so get they, around. Like, so if someone broke down in that, in, on the loop there, right. There's no way yeah. to get around. There's no way to get and, around.
1: And it's not, and they weren't going to, yeah, the, the, the whole idea was like, Oh, we can make these little capsules that go inside. It's like, again, you're not there yet. We, they, what really works. And what I give them credit for is like the machine that actually drills the whole, yeah, that thing, that, that thing works. Yeah, that thing works just great, and it will bore a hole that a car can drive through, and it can do it very efficiently and very cheaply. Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah. Turtle style. <laughs> and when we're talking, yeah, and when we're talking about like just within a city, yeah, yeah, they've gotten to where their idea now, like they were talking to me. This was the numbers that that they were barking out at me. They were saying the plan, like, like actually, like the really. The goal Elon Musk was talking about when he was at CES, when it was like they were starting to really kind of play it up as like, nope, it's just a regular part of the transit system of the city. He talked about how he wanted to have a tunnel going from the airport to Fremont Street that would take eight minutes and cost $12. And that's, I mean, when you consider every other option for ride, it's like, that's insane. Taxis, Uber, nothing offers that kind of straight shot for that speed for that price. And there would be other stops and other places you can go around. If they can make that work in that city and like, if they can scale it a bit more, because right now it's just a couple of stops within a couple of blocks. But if they can spread that around to where it's like, no, it is kind of this sort of weird little, you know, shake and bake subway system that does not require that you have a whole bunch of steel for track, for cars, for things like that. It's like, nope, it's just little cars. Like it's just Teslas and you can just, you know, pull them in and out as you need. Like, honestly, that's, that's the kind of thing that if you can make that work and make it feasible, like in, in a dollars and cents way, Mm -hmm. that may, that will become attractive to other cities. Like, and I'm not talking just bigger cities, like like Cleveland might be interested in like leasing that drilling machine because that's that's really the bedrock of it is can you drill the holes? Can you drill the tunnels? And he's he's on an aggressive schedule where they're talking about, yeah, like, you know, the whole from Fremont Street to um the airport, they were talking like 2026, 20, 2027 20, when that could be brought online. And that's, I mean, that's, again, it's not just the money, it's the time, all kinds of resources. But that was... It seemed boring, Mm -hmm. you know, don't, you know, mind, mind the word, but it it was very, it was very mundane and very matter of fact, but that's honestly kind of a weird strength of it, that it just felt so standardized and simple and just matter of fact. Well,
0: uh, yeah. And there's, there's the fact of just, you know, any, like, think about any city, like let's take Atlanta, for instance, has a terrible transit system. There's MARTA, but it's, it's not great. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't get, get you to too many places like in comparison to like a New York City subway system. Right. And there's just no way to, there's no way to now install a New York City subway system in, in like some, somewhere like Atlanta. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's an option. I mean, I don't think they could obviously bore up, you know, the bottom of the whole city, but I mean, they could figure out, okay, these are our choke points. These are the areas that really need something like this, like the airport, you know, you were talking about getting to the airport earlier, and yeah, it's a it's a thing. You know, it's it's a thing when you know you got to go to Atlanta, to, to the airport. You're like, all right, well, we our flight's at three. We should probably be we should probably be heading that way at ten or eleven. Like you, you're just like, screw it. We just have to just eat half a day, and we know that that's a thing that we're, that we're gonna have to do. Um, when I want to go to you know, because I you know I live about. 70 miles away from, as the crow flies to Atlanta, I, it's no longer, Hey, I've got a concert to go to tonight. It starts at eight. I'm gonna get off work at five, five thirty, and head down. No, you're taking a half day, you know, to get, just go ahead and be down there. So you don't have to be in traffic for two and a half hours to go 70 miles. It's just like that. You know what I'm saying? it's, it's, I think it could be good if they can implement it properly, but I guess we'll, we'll see.
1: And it's uh, and don't get me wrong, like right now, he is really the only player in that game. Yeah, Elon Musk. Um, I'm I'm more interested to see what will happen if like, and I mean, I imagine somebody will mm-hmm. soon. Uh, you know, patents be damned, somebody else is going to figure out a way. It's like I got a machine that'll drill that hole, mm-hmm. do it comparably, and it's like, is it the same as his? No, but he doesn't own the process. He owns the machine. But there are limits to you know what he can say. It's like he can't just keep other people out of it. Yeah. And I think that you know really what is more likely to happen: we're not going to see um, a big nationwide mass transit project on the scale of the intercontinental highway system and the way that was facilitated mm-hmm. in the fifties. We're not going to see that. What we're going to have, we're going to have these clusters of transit systems that will all all eventually interconnect. Cause that was the thing. Uh, that was another thing about being in Longas Vegas. They have a, they have like they really have like eight transit systems. And the thing is they are all kind of interconnected if you know how to utilize them, Mm -hmm. but very Like that's the thing about the deuce bus. The deuce is great because it's like, it really does kind of have the most robust amount of places that it goes, but it's the slowest to get from the airport to Fremont street using that route. You're going to be in that bus for an hour. And you are, as you said, you're the most susceptible to the construction stuff. And that's just the way it is. That's the, that's the, I don't give a shit about, you know, the Super Bowl or whatever they're always going to have some nonsense going on because yep. it's the strip and they're always reinventing. And they're always rebuilding stuff and it just gets wear and tear and it just needs to be worked on. Well, and it's and the so number one gonna-
0: convention city in the world. Like it's just, it just is, you're always going to have yeah. anything going on as, as we were getting there, you know, there was, there was a thing called metal con going on, like, uh, like on the other side of the convention center that was just like people who, who were in like the steel industry and like alloys and shit like that. There's a, there's a convention for everything and, almost always I went for a
1: convention you know yeah I, yeah. I, I, that, yeah that was the thing I was there for and it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it is it, it definitely kind of you know I, I, I can see that you would have like on a more national level you would have these like burgeoning clusters that kind of need to find ways to interconnect mm-hmm. that's that's kind of the the trade-off to it because on the one hand the it, these projects are expensive right? That's what's appealing about the boring stuff is that he's kind of got a bit of a cheat code with that machine as far as drilling the holes that they're small enough that they can navigate around infrastructure. Mm. Because it's not just that they like go horizontally. It's like, no, you can kind of pivot them down and you can kind of elevate them and move around to where they need to go. And as long as there's a car in there, it'll be fine. And I do think that, yes, they will be able one day to have a machine that that makes a bigger hole, and then the other side of the equation is you need to have some kind of a capsule that can go way, way, way faster than just a regular car.
0: Yeah. Because
1: even if you are in a Tesla, it's like, you know, your top speed can only be like maybe 30, 40 miles an hour down there. Even if you did have AI running it, that would just, I mean, again, there's only, if you have it connected to some kind of actual rail, and you know that there's not going to be anything in your way and you can go straight shot very fast. Yeah. That's something to where you can start having options that would be like, "Oh yeah, you can be going from Kansas City to Chicago in all of 40 minutes."
0: Right, right. And it, it becomes it becomes a subway. <laughs> it becomes a subway or it becomes like a, an underground monorail. Like it's just it's it's kind of crazy you know like the thing that popped in my head when you're like a capsule like i thought about the wonk evader you know just goes right so it's an elevator that goes sideways you know and back it, and it, forth and it,
1: well and it, it very it very effectively circumvents the uncomfortable nimby problem right that is you know been been the reason why we can't have high-speed rail in the united states anyway you mm-hmm. know because just, get not in my backyard man
0: Yep. So, yep,
1: yep. No, but that, that was honestly, you know, that was one thing, one element of the trip that was kind of a bit of a highlight was going and checking out, um, that little network of stuff and, um, mapping it all out was fun. Yeah. I did, um, I did a bit of an impromptu scavenger hunt when I was, um, when I was there. Cause again, it was my birthday. Sure. And so once your birthday, you go around begging for free play. And so I went on a scavenger hunt where I went. Okay. So I went, all the way to Fremont Street, I took um, I took the um, I went from like there's this space between like so there's the Sahara mm-hmm. which is kind of at the very top of the strip and then there's the Strat which is two blocks away and I have been warned online and by more than one driver um, Hey you uh, don't don't go walking around outside in that no man's land between the Strat and the Sahara because just just don't. Um. Doesn't matter if it's day or night. It especially if you're not alone. You take a car or something like that because, um, there was a 7-Eleven out there, and 7-Eleven shut it down because that's how dangerous it is. 7-Eleven, shut down because it just, it, just, just stay out of there. Crime's under control. So, I took an Uber to the Strat, and then from there, there's um, there's another um, there's another really cool um. This run by the city and it's free. The downtown loop. It's just a, it's just a bus that's like, I mean, you know, tip your driver because it's nice, but it's just kind of, you know, bounce around that Northern part of the city and the downtown portion of it, man, there are some really cool little spots up there. That is a really nice place yeah. for local art. I was on that bus riding around. Holy shit, man. They just got, they've got a section of that city where it's just like every street corner, every building is covered with a beautiful street art mural.
0: Yeah. That's and they're good. just
1: magnificent. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, all, all kinds of really nice stuff out there. Really, really vibrant arts district. Um, a bit of a, it, it's not, it is not like the strip. Um, there are different kinds of people wandering around. And I'm not going to say that like there aren't some, you know, kind of scummy looking characters walking around in the strip because there are. But um, it's just, it's the the buildings are not as tall, but it's still, it's a different flavor of um, of the city. And then I went up to Fremont Street and I clustered around went to, there's a handful of hotels that have their own players clubs up there. And I signed up for them and I got some, got some, I got a little bit of free play. The thing about it these days is it's like, they don't just get like, it it used to be, it's like, you'd be like, Hey, I'm uh, you know, here's my, my birthday. It's my birthday. It's like, Oh, Hey, here's 10 bucks. Have some fun. Or, Mm -hmm. Oh, here's 20 bucks. Oh yeah. Have a good time. Thank you for coming and signing up for our club what they'll do now is they'll play this game. It's like, well, if you play the slots for, two, and you get 200 points, then we'll go ahead and give you 50 bucks. It's like,
0: right, know. right, right. You got to get I, there. No. You got to get to the, get there before they'll just hand <laughs> it to you.
1: <laughs> That's right. But I no, I went, I went all the way through Fremont street and then I came back down, went back to the strat, went to the Sahara and came all the way down the strip. And here's, I got, I've got me a nice stack of cards. Here's all, here's all of the rewards that I've got. So, I've got a Plaza Rewards card for um for the uh the uh, the Station Plaza Hotel network up there. Um there's the one, your experience card. I got that that's for uh that's for the Circa and for D and Golden Gate. Um these are mostly um Fremont I like, Street. I like Golden
0: uh, Gate. Golden Gate's a lot of fun.
1: Um there's True Awards, which was uh let's see here. This is for um this is for the Strat yeah. and for um for Aquarius and uh, the Casino and SkyPod, um, got uh, a Sahara, um, the Infinity Rewards uh, Card Club got one of that. Um, got the uh, got the the Binions All Access Players Club card. Nice. The uh, um, man, this place actually seemed really fascinating. The uh, the El Cortez, which is an old spot, um, they had a Club Cortez card. Man, I'll tell you what. I, again, you know, you you get it was a fun little tour, wandering around and doing the scavenger hunt because it's like you have to go into the casino, you have to kind of go deep into the heart of the casino to find their players club because that's where they live. But you go in there, you really do get an opportunity. It's like, okay, let's you'll really get a good look at what this what, place. Yeah, is like. what are they
0: offering, right?
1: And you're going to interact with some people, and it was I was surprised. I mean, everybody was everybody was very nice everywhere I went. I don't want to give the impression that anybody, nobody was rude to me. Everybody was very cool, um, but something about the folks at the Cortez, man, they just really, it, it, it just the interactions and the conversations and things with people, like, just left an indelible mark. Maybe like, shit, I want to come back just because you people are so damn nice. Yeah, something about and then because it was the one place out of everywhere that said, and we really think of ourselves as a family establishment. And I'm like, really? Oh. Okay. Okay, <laughs> you're the only person that has had the balls to say those words to me, and to actually like not use any irony behind it. But I, uh, I I'm an emerald member at the L Court uh, at the Club Cortez. But no, that that was a really cool place out of a lot of the places I visited on Fremont Street. And don't get me wrong, like if I mean I'll be going back to Las Vegas, I need to go stay on Fremont Street. There's some really that whole side of Vegas is its own side of Vegas. There's a lot of cool stuff up there. The yeah. Circa Hotel had a really nice game room. I did not go into the D, but I've heard stories about how, man, if you wanna if you wanna go and be pampered and have just a balls out wild Vegas experience, man, go to the D. You can't help it, man. They got, I mean, you go to the bar just to go get a drink. It's like, yeah, they got they got ladies dancing on the bar because. Because fuck it, because Vegas.
0: Because why not, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: But um, but then I have uh, I got the Treasure Island Players yeah. Card. I got the uh, the Circus Circus Players Club. I'm a <laughs> I'm a clown. <laughs> I'm a clown here because because you know, I just got the card. Um, and it's Circus Circus. That's another place that I didn't have time to hang out in. But it's like when I come back, I'm gonna wander around this place. This place is weird.
0: No, oh, yeah. There's some weird. Oh. There's some weird little nooks and crannies up in the in that area. Like it's it's so fun to just wander into some of those spots um and just to see what they've done to some of those places like i forget the one place they they actually did up a really nice spot on fremont recently and like some of the original neons are inside um and it's so cool to see um I don't know. I, I like Fremont a lot. I, I really do like what they call Old Vegas, but uh, you know they're they're moving a bunch of newer stuff in there too. It's, it's you know they're 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 doing their thing where they just kind of roll around like where it's like now there's like significant portions of this strip, which is like the part that everybody thinks of with Vegas. There's significant portions of that strip that are really old now, and like so so they're kind of like now Fremont Street is kind of getting the treatment of like everything's getting refaced or redone completely, and it just. It's kind of cool because I feel like every time I go, um, something has changed. And so there's something new to see. It's kind of like when, you know, an amusement park kind of cycles out an old ride and puts something new there. Um, it's really interesting. What do you think? What do you think was your highlight stop? What's like, what's the stop where you're like, I'm going to remember this shit. This is, this is really fucking cool.
1: Um, okay. Well, well, okay. So coming to that, um, so when I was on my little, when I was on my little scavenger hunt, mm-hmm. there was, um, there was a hotel in particular, um, called, um, it was, it was the newest hotel on the strip from what I'm told. I could be wrong about this, but they said it was like, this is the newest one that's opened up. It was called Fontainebleau. Mm. Fontainebleau was like, uh, uh, you know, you, you so uh, the, this is the way I've been describing it to people. It's very difficult to put into words. I'll, I'll, I'll articulate it, but it's like, sure. Inside it felt like I was wandering around a building in Curaçao. Everything was so new. Like I'm talking shockingly brand new and really expensive. All the servants and all the worker people walking around like they looked like they like they're everybody was wearing a brand new suit. Everyone was wearing brand new clothes. Everything was brand new. And the inside it was just it was fucking cavernous. Ceilings like 60 feet in the air in the main casino. And there's oh, other shit. places like this. But, it was, yeah, it was just absolutely beautiful inside. And outside, dude, I'm wandering around outside. It's like this is – I feel like this is a building from demolition, man.
0: I'm it's looking just, at it, pictures. It's fucking crazy looking. I didn't go here. I didn't even know it was there.
1: Because it's, again, brand new. That's the kind of place that I'm like looking around and I'm like, you know, okay, Another thing that I didn't do this time, but people have talked about is it's like the split stay. You go to Vegas and it's like, well, you don't stay at one hotel. You stay at one hotel for one night and then you go to another hotel for another night. Yeah. Cause you're just going for like maybe 20, you know, 48, 72 hours, or something. And it's like, you have one hotel that you go to that's like, you're going to spend one night there, but it's like, Go to one of the nice hotels where it's like, yeah, you're probably going to drop like two hundred and eighty dollars for a night. Yeah, but it's going to be a really, really, really nice stay. Yeah, that's the kind of place. And then you, and then you go to like another place where it's like, oh no, you're getting like comp rates or something because you got points on their plan. Or sure, shit.
0: sure. Well, it's that Dis- like, it's that Disney thing we were just talking about. You want like you might you're going to be there. You might as well get a, get a taste of the good stuff. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. And it's, I mean, cause don't, be, don't get me wrong. Like most of the time when you're in Las Vegas, like the room is great, but the room is just a place for you to, you know, sleep, shower, shit, shave and fuck if that's an option. But sure. at the same time, I mean, there's just so much else going on. It's like, why would you want to hang out in your room? Like go out in the world, go look for some fun. Yeah. But La Fontaine, but Fontainebleau seemed like the kind of place that again, was really just, was just arrestingly beautiful. And I remember thinking it's like, you know, yeah, this I'm gonna put this in the category of like there are places where again, they're just kind of like, you know, some places out there like, you know, like okay, so golden nugget. Sure. It's not Classic. a bad spot. It's just that it's not it's not as glamorous, you know, as like um, say, resorts world. Resorts world was like kind of the other like so you had you were talking when we were talking about the um the boring loop that started at the convention center. Mm-hmm. Across the street, quote unquote, the end of the line on that particular set right now is this place called Resorts World, where it, they also had just a just a a stunningly nice environment.
0: Yeah, it's pretty was new so as expansive. well. Like I think it's only a few years old, right?
1: Yeah, and it's like it's like three massive hotels, but then also basically a like a mega shopping mall connected to the casino and a whole bunch of other mm-hmm. restaurants. It's just yeah, it was just this big, huge like, chunk of resort, which you notice they've got down there. They've got, like, these sectors. Like, that's, again, another, there's so much about the place that feels gamified. Like, there's the wind sector, which is, like, there's the wind, there's the encore, and then there's the whole goddamn golf course. Right. And it's all, it's <laughs> one little space. There's, um... Oh, there's the place where Aria is, and it's got its own little train inside and whatnot. That's its own sector. Yep. Um, There's... You have so Caesar's palace, like in, in the actual Caesar's palace, like when you look on the map, there's this, like around Caesar's palace, like the four or five main big hotels around it, the Flamingo, the Cromwell, um, the Paris, um, all of those like immediately around it are all part of the Caesar's network. So it's all just its own, you know, big sector. And then South of the, um, whole of the strip that's MGM land. Right. Um, but, um, no, i remember, I remember that, um resorts would look good. um, and then also, um, you know, when I, I got a lot of people telling me that, win has win has probably the most luxurious and awesome rooms, not just in the sense that they look good, but it's like, they're like, they're like future rooms. Like you, like you, you have a console on the wall with a button for just about everything you could imagine. Yeah. Where instead of it, you know, being like, you have a servant. It's like, no, you have the whole room is like a robot, you know, future star Trek room. Right. Um, but then, um, also, um, the Cosmopolitan um, sticks out to as a place to go, because I remember walking around like that felt like the coolest place to just go hang out. Like yeah. they're actually their casino and their buffet in the area kind of downstairs. That place felt fucking awesome. And yeah. you you felt, you felt expensive hanging out there, but um, those are the rooms that have the best views because those are the ones where they like, they really emphasize the balconies that you can get. And those places are not cheap, but That was something else that, again, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't prepared and it isn't until you get there and you can find a good spot to see, um, like either from the high roller Ferris wheel or, um, the, the pod at the top of the stratosphere or something. Or even if you do like, you want to get like a, um, a helicopter ride or something, um, the view of that city at golden hour. Oh, yeah. Right after the sun has come down past the horizon, but there's still a lot of really beautiful orange in the sky. Um, that is that is when that city comes to life. And that is it mean, again, it's a sublime view. And there's a couple of places from the, in the city where you can um, you know, catch a glimpse of it and do it pretty effectively and not not expensive. Like the like that um the link high roller, the big Ferris wheel. Yeah, that's a spot where it's like, I mean, honestly, you know. Even even if you did pay full price and you didn't like finagle some way to like get, you know, a discounted one or a buy one, get one free or something, Mm -hmm. it's only a couple bucks to get up there. Um, but even if you wanted to splurge a little bit, you can get inside their bar car. And it's like, yeah, they they take up it's like, all right, let's have a drink while we're here and we'll take a nice little slow ride up
0: there. That's really cool. Yeah.
1: But no, I, I remember, um, yeah, The there were a couple of locations that, you know, again, going back, yeah, the the split stay seems fun. Because um, even if you, like, yeah, you're going to stay at some luxurious place, like, that doesn't mean that the other place you're going to stay doesn't seem cool. Like, yes, to a certain degree, like, it's kind of like with Circuit Circus, Excalibur, and even to a certain extent Luxor, and maybe even Mandalay Bay, it's like, yeah, they're kind of...
0: Showing their age big time, big time. Yeah, but... It's still it's,
1: kind of fun, like Excalibur. Yeah. Still, they, it's not called medieval times anymore, but they still have like the Tournament of Kings jousting show. Still have a massive arcade down there. Luxor still just looks fascinating from yeah. the inside.
0: Yeah, the 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 big slanted walls and all that stuff. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It really, I've stayed at the Luxor. I I liked it, but you can tell like it's it new Vegas. It's where New Vegas becomes Old Vegas. Is that area right now? You know what I'm saying? I like, think
1: so. It's kind of yeah. crazy,
0: and you know. And you know, at some point, like I'm glad I've been in those places. I've stayed at Excalibur. I've stayed at Luxor, and I'm glad I've been in those places. But you know that they're gonna not they're they're not long for this world because they're like we need to put something here that's gonna draw people in again. You know, um,
1: absolutely. And and there's and that's weird. That becomes that that's like almost a, a culture of the city. Yeah. Everybody that you're talking to, because you've got most of your drivers that you're Mm. interacting with, whether they're on a bus or they're in a, you know, a taxi or something like that, everybody fancies themselves a tour guide, right? but they are, I mean, again, they've been around and they talk to people, but they do like, they will let you know that it's like, Hey, make a point. And I did go catch that volcano show at the Mirage one last time. Cause this summer it's gone. Um, They're going to put in a new hard rock hotel, which I've seen some of the pictures of that. And that's like wow they really are gonna make like the hotel itself is going to be a great big guitar
0: yep yep
1: and it's just they're just gonna put it right on top of where the um volcano used to be it's like that's just not going to be around anymore um yeah. they have this little thing where they kept telling me when you're because I was telling people about this scavenger hunt it was like oh if you can for the ones that are like going out of business um just make a point go get a chip and keep it Because once those places are gone, like that's the thing, like there are people who live around here and people who, I mean, again, they're collectors and stuff like that. They have collections of chips from old casinos that are just gone and they're never coming back. Like, you know, Stardust, um, you know, any number of hotels that have been kind of, you know, burned down, but it's all part of the nature of the city. Um, it's a city of reinvention. It's a city of competition. That was something that was really, you know, again, it's kind of ephemeral and abstract, but it was something that, you know, I saw there that. Made me feel good. Um, there's a certain like, I, I admit there are parts of the city that are grimy and questionable. Um, it's not a place for kids. It's not. No, um, really. No, isn't. I don't care what anybody says. You know, it's just you got you got showgirls wearing Pacey's and shit walking on the street. It's like you know, you really you need to really really be careful if you're gonna take your kids there. It's not that there aren't places you can go, but you need to just you you need to make sure that you're being careful about it. Um but that being said, um there's a lot of really healthy competition there. Everything is very expensive, but the deals are there if you're willing to find them. Um yeah. you know, you're you're not going to be harmed by asking for something and you can't have it. Usually the answer is just no and that's it. It's like okay. Um but uh no, I I had a really great time there. Um I ate at In-N-Out Burger five or six times, man. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, it, was, it was nuts because it's like you go in there, and at first you're like – you kind of get this sense of pants like, oh, man, I really wanted to come in here and get a burger. But Jesus Christ, there's like 15 people in line. But then it, and after a minute, you realize like there are 60 people back behind that counter. And it's it's just a well-oiled machine.
0: machine. And, yeah.
1: they're, just, and man, they're just chunking them out because yeah. that menu is just so dirt simple. It's like we got we got cheeseburgers. And we we make doubles, and we got fries, and we got Coca Cola, coca oh, and, and and and, there, and and we and we got that shake if you like that. That's what we got. <laughs> and it really is just really super simple. People are just it's all the time. Cause that place is just open all the time, but like, dude, it reeked of weed out front. It was glorious. It, 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 that was the other thing that I noticed out there. Like, you know, there's a lot of signs where everybody keeps saying, Hey, you're not supposed to be smoking out here. And it's like, nobody gives a shit.
0: Yeah. People, who's, who's gonna... That's
1: a, a, <laughs> another reason why it's like, you know, again, careful with your kiddos, careful with it. It's, 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 it's absolutely fantastic for the 21 and, um, and overcrowd. Couldn't recommend it more. Yeah. It's still America's playground. Um, And, again, if you know the tricks, you can save yourself some money. And the biggest one, I think, is um, to to save yourself money that you didn't need to spend. Um, Be wary of travel costs and just kind of, you know, again, whenever you're going to go, I I told myself, and I kind of planned it out. It's like, well, I'm going to do the scavenger hunt, but it's like knowing now what I know about that place and walking around. It's like, go there knowing that's like, okay, there's going to be a part of the city you're going to hang out there.
0: Be close close to where you're going to be doing most of your shit. Like be and, close and, to that, you know
1: absolutely. And, and and it's not hard because seriously, there's there is like a mall style food court every eight hundred feet. Mm-hmm. There are options for food everywhere. And that was another thing that um kind of, you know, I'm glad that I identified early. My research kind of told me it was like, um first off, and they said this, and this was this was a question in and of itself was one of the first things I did my first day and it was it, it, uh, there were a couple lessons learned with this at first I was like oh well this isn't too far away I needed to go find a Bank of America ATM yeah and so the one that I needed to go to was at the shopping mall next to MGM Grand which was on the f- oh my god I don't believe I'm actually saying this on the 4th floor of the M&M store <laughs> because sure enough that's the only way you're going to get somebody to go up to the 4th floor of the M&M store you got to put a Bank of America ATM on there And Because every other ATM, in addition to whatever other fees you get from your bank, every ATM in every casino all over the Strip has a $10 fee attached to it to draw anything. And it's like, man, fuck that nonsense. (laughs) I went. I was going to go. And it was not too far. Because it was like I was going to get on the monorail, which was at my hotel. And it was going to dump me off at MGM Grand, which had a monorail. And it was just a short short walk there. And I was like, I'll wear my sandals. A very, very, very poor choice.
0: (laughs) I am so
1: so oh, Sorry that I did that because you think, because again, it's like like exactly like you said, you think, oh, it's just a quick little walk. And it's like, it nothing is ever just a quick nope. little walk, comfortable shoes, because you, you will always lost. fucking walk.
0: You will always you walk.
1: Get lost. And, it's like, and I, I got me some, I, I started my blisters like on my first day Ugh. trying that crap. And so I, again, learned a valuable lesson. Yes, yes, indeed. The Bank of America ATM is up there. And I found out very quickly from people working there that it's like, oh, you're here for the ATM. Gotcha. And then they just ignored my ass. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but they, no, that I, I found that and that was helpful, but yeah, learned learned, learn the lesson about your feet. And that's, that's another thing again with this transit stuff is, um, you know, walking around is not just about, it eats up time because it takes a while. It's like, man, it's, it's gonna just go pound on your dogs hard. Yeah, If you were not, if you were not like a regular walker, or a regular hiker, it doesn't matter what shoes you wear cuz I did have nice shoes and I wore nice shoes to the rest of it but it's like dude man you're you're going to come back your feet are going to be feeling it going to be well, feeling it hard man
0: well and and one thing was so when I went out there for TwitchCon hey well first first story before we get too far away from it it is definitely not a place for kids one of the one of the more memorable yeah. things uh was me and a friend walking back um you know at night from uh from one casino back to our hotel which wasn't very far away but a person who can only be um, described as a low rate Steve Wilkos from uh, Jerry Springer comes out from nowhere and just like, Hey guys, want to motorboat some titties just out of nowhere. And we're just like, just that's, that was his pitch. And we were just kind of like,
1: and sometimes you got to develop your denial of no, and just keep on walking. But I know exactly what you're talking about. You'd have those people that just pop up out of nowhere and tell you something that's like, oh, and you get this little panic looks like, oh, are you money from me?
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, nah, man, we're good. Like we were, we were kind of buzzed and we were like on our way back to our hotel, but it was just the most random thing. And just, we just, the rest of the trip, we would just be like, hey guys, <laughs> just want to motorboat <laughs> some titties. That, that became the whole theme of the trip. And it was wonderful. But it, you know what I'll tell people when they go out there is like, just, you know, people fret, like they're like, well, I could save I could save like 50 bucks a night if i go stay you know this place that's a little further away i'm just like yeah but you're gonna pay the extra that extra 50 bucks or more getting back close to where you would have just already been there so just spend a little more stay exactly where you want to be and don't you know you'll save the money on transit
1: you remember your ultimate resource is time time that's the ultimate resource because i mean again you can pay a little bit of extra money, get a little extra time, mm-hmm. but there are some choices that you make. It's like, look, if you sacrifice time, that's it.
0: It's over. That's yeah, it.
1: and discussion yeah. man, you can't have your fun. And especially if you're just going there to hang out for a little while, because you all went out there just like like for a weekend, right?
0: Yeah, it was like a Friday, and we came back on a Sunday, like a Thursday yeah. or Friday, and we came back on a Sunday. It was it was it was a pretty quick trip, but like that's still kind of a really fucking long time for Vegas. Vegas time is like like no other. It goes by quick but man you feel like you've aged a fucking year when you get out of there sometimes.
1: I I went there I went there for I went there for 6 days. Oh,
0: that's a long fucking time for Vegas, man. I
1: went, well well <laughs> but that's just it. I planned ahead. Sure. Like I said, I lost 10 hours up front. Yeah. Because I want because I, I had a because again, we haven't gotten there. We're we're getting to the Warhammer show and I will tell the story of the Warhammer show. Okay. Um, that was at the Rio, but um no, the thing is I'm glad I'm glad I went there for early registration, which paid off in a way I'll show you. But, um, no, I, I am really glad that I went there for a nice, good extended chunk of time. It allowed me to pace myself. Right. It allowed me to, I did not go there. I mean, honestly, I had like a couple things on my agenda. It's like, Ooh, it'd be cool to do. I didn't do hardly any of them. And that's something else is you just have to kind of get used to. I think when you, when you get into wanting to go, it's like, look, one of two, one of two things will happen. You'll either go and realize, Oh, city isn't for me. And you'll never go back because that, that is the way for some people there. There is an intensity to that place that I can understand. Some people are like, I not That's not a vacation yeah you know but then then for other people like me there was that that city spoke to me that called to me yeah. it's a feast for the eyes and it's it's one of those places that it rewards you to go to just kind of be like hey man next time we're going to hit that up right right i went and caught, i caught a glimpse of it but it's like everything is all one great big advertisement mm-hmm. and I did have things that I didn't get to do. I didn't get to visit the Pinball Hall of Fame, and that's okay. I'll check it out another time. You know, yeah. I had a whole bunch of stuff that was kind of, you know, put out to me. And again, I have a stack of these player cup cards, mm. and I'm already now starting to get the offers in the email like, hey, don't you want to come back? Yeah. You know, it's such a good but you can come
0: back. Yep, yep. You can come spend
1: money and hang out. It's so fun to come back? It's like, yeah, I will, but. Again, I'm going to I'm going to be smarter with transit next time. I'm gonna I'm going to take the bus from the um from the uh, the airport because the thing is, if you get that three dollar uh, that twenty dollar three day pass for the Deuce bus it includes a shuttle pass from the airport to the station that goes and gets the deuce. Nice. So it's all wrapped up in there. And that's a 24 hour shuttle going to, um, this very nice station, quite frankly, that a lot of places go and stop at, mm-hmm. but that takes you all the way up the strip. And that's the reason that's that's, that's valuable is it's like, dude, Anywhere you're going on the strip, but even if you're going to Fremont Street, man, you know, come on, it's it's not too bad. Get off of the long flight and stuff. Man, get on that bus at that station. There's not gonna be a lot of people that are actually getting on there. Go up to the top with that nice huge window up front and just relax a minute and enjoy your ride wherever you're gonna go. It's not gonna be that much. Yeah, but I'm no, I'm 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 really glad that I took the time to you know get my bearings go to a number of different casinos and actually see what it's like. And also experience, you know, firsthand. It's like, you no, know, I didn't walk the entire strip, but I walked plenty of it. And you, it really does again, emphasize this notion that like one of the most important places. And it really is. I, I, I was so glad that I identified where it was and I knew where it was, was Walgreens <laughs> CBS, because you go in there, a, that is without question the best dollar to actual like milliliter value you can get for water in the entire city you'll 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 find this is this is something i discovered you want to keep don't ever throw away your water balls always keep them in whatever bag you're carrying And so if you have a couple water bottles, if you're ever in a hotel and wandering around and you see they're they're, I mean, really, they're like like in a video game, you're wandering around. It's like, holy shit, it's like a fairy fountain. It's those old school attached to the wall water fountains. Oh, yeah. That's just free fucking water. Get every single bottle out of your bag and fill that up with that that glorious, you know, nectar because it's the goddamn desert. Because that was something I noticed in the hotel I was at. It's like I was just sheepishly asking, like, employees, like, hey, I know. This might sound really dumb but do y'all have like just like a like a wall water fountain or something hidden in here somewhere maybe i could you know capitalize on I'm like nah man we got rid of those during covid and they
0: ain't ever they coming, coming back. back yeah and I always, I always tell people when they go when they go like make make a list of things you would like to do just don't because you're just setting yourself up for disappointment if you're like i want to do all this stuff and when you can't get to it when it's like uh, you notice okay i've only away about 25% of this list. I'm not going to get to the rest of it. You just have to you just have to know that you're going to miss things cuz it's just like when you go to any like major theme park or any kind of big event, you're not going to make it to every little portion. There's it's designed so you don't get to all of it. And and yeah. and that's and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Um but I do want to hear about the convention you went to before we run out of time. I definitely want to hear about that. No, convention. no, 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 Tell no me about we're, it, we're,
1: we're at that point. So it was at the Rio. I went to early registration. And so that was, uh, that was smart because I met like a handful of YouTubers that I've learned how to paint from online. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, that was another thing that was like, again, didn't really know if that was going to happen or not. But when it did, I was just kind of taken aback by how, just friendly and personable. They oh, yeah. were um, Duncan Rhodes. Um, I met Duncan Rhodes and Duncan Rhodes um, signed a t-shirt that I bought from his booth because his, um, his team of uh, his team of salespeople were very, very savvy and they, I respected their hustle. They were like, Hey, if you buy six of these paints, we'll give you a t-shirt too. I was like, Hey, can I just buy a t-shirt? And it's like, no, you have to buy the paints and the t-shirts included. And uh. I was like, very slick.
0: That's Very how they slick. Get you. Is you,
1: have the, you have the proper size, so all right. I'll take the metallics. That sounds a, fine. A
0: free but, gift um, with your sizable <laughs> donation to PBS. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. But um but no meeting him was really nice. He he was he was incredibly nice. I met um I met um Adam from Tabletop Minions. And I met Sam Lenz. Um, both of those guys were really cool. And then I met a couple of guys, they, um, they do a, a podcast um, called The Painting Phase. Um, they're from the UK. Um, it was Jeff and Pat, and they normally do their work with a guy named Peachy. It's kind of so. This is a weird story. So I went and I saw them, and I d- I didn't expect that they were there. And I was like, "Hey, wow, it's YouTubers in the wild." And they're like, "Oh, hello," and I shook their hand, and we you know we chatted amiably for a bit. And I was like, "Hey, man, where's Peach? Is he not here?" And he were like, "Oh, well, Peach actually he's working on uh, so there's this um, documentary that somebody's making on Dungeons and Dragons,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: they had him go for it. And so he you know wasn't able to come. And stuff like that. Oh well, that's a shame. It sounds like a cool project, man. I Can't wait for that to come out. And then like today like real time because this was this was a couple of weeks ago sure um a couple of days ago i found out it's like oh peachy actually quit and is no longer on the painting phase and so i don't uh. know if they were just bullshitting me and just saying that to say that or maybe he did do the documentary or something but but he got, yeah he, got, he was probably got no an longer, offer
0: he couldn't refuse kind of situation
1: well, I think no he, he he's starting his own channel and it's going to be by himself. I think that what happened was um he joined them like he used to work for Warhammer and he used to be the dude that made the YouTube um Warhammer painting videos yeah. with Duncan Rhodes until Duncan Rhodes realized, "Hey, um you know, I ain't getting paid shit and I know y'all are making good money on these." So he went and started his own website which he you go sign up and sign up for a subscription, you has he has a ton of videos. And then he puts up like maybe 10% of his video output. He puts those on YouTube for promotion to kind of funnel people back to his website. And he's been making a killing because he made his own paint line. And again, he, he's found great success, just kind of, again, on his own. Yeah. And other people, Peach and some other people, they've kind of like, Maybe I need to do that. So peach jumped on with painting phase because they were going to have him do his painting. But the thing is, I don't think that they were doing enough painting for him. That was mostly just a lot of podcasting with the occasional painting video. And he was just like, I need to be doing more of this. Otherwise I'm kind of like a fifth wheel. So I think that might have something to do with it. I mean, it's been pretty amicable. People haven't been rude or anything like that or backbiting. And you never really know what that kind of stuff yeah. He gives a shit about that kind of YouTube yeah. drama. But, but at the same time, no coming back to the show, Um, all kinds of great vendors were there. Um, I got the, I caught the, you know, the previews show. Mm -hmm. Um, they had, they had a big, huge eight foot tall statue of a Terminator out front from Warhammer. Um, that was pretty awesome. Um, they, um, they had a whole bunch of stuff to uh, take pictures of. Um, they had a painting competition that I entered a piece in. I did not win, but that's not the point. Um, the point was to get people. uh, I'm, I've been painting long enough that I know I'm good. And good enough to where it's like when people who are not into this kind of stuff and want to be nice, they're like, oh my gosh, it's so incredible and amazing. It's great. It's like, I really appreciate that. It's very nice.
0: Just to, to it, just to get it just to get it seen. Yeah, just to get it seen, right? Did they give you any kind of feedback or anything like that? Or they, was no,
1: they, it they, no, they were they were wonderful. They okay. were really, really, really kind. They cool. they they were very kind enough to say it's like, well, hey man, you know, you're you're doing good enough stuff that you could totally sell these things and make some good money. So keep doing that. That's that's great. Yeah, you're definitely on the right um track. They did recommend, um they I I mess around with glows, with paint. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I've done a lot of glow work digitally. I'm really familiar with it, but I've been exploring that with paints. So they've been saying, um, "Be bolder, be bolder." Your glows look fine. It's just that they could they could be more extravagant and go for it. Yeah. Just do it.
0: Make them really pop. Um,
1: yeah, it's. I mean, the, it's it's something where you've got the foundations for it. So just. Reach harder, be, you know, be more, be more bold with the saturation of your colors and allow, allow like the aura of a, a like you have a glow where you have pieces around it, like sleeves and hands or something that holding something glowing. You've got little reflections and stuff. It's just that make it more intense, you know, make that aura, you know, reach out to other things around it and just, just have a little more confidence, be bolder with that. And with my bases, they said, you know. There is, there, okay, so there's this weird balance to be achieved where some people take the base that they're gonna have their model stand on, you know, the model, the thing that is actually being showcased. Sure. They take more time and put more work into the base than the model itself. Mm-hmm. And it's ridiculous. How the hell do you play with something like that where it's like, no, you have like a, an entire biome, an ecosystem of plants and crap on here. Th- this is a game piece. And yes, yes, in to be fair, Whenever you're having like a display piece or something that's intended to sit on your shelf, yes it's appropriate, but you shouldn't have your base outshine your model. Yeah. They said with me, you are you you seem to understand that like yeah, you you want to have you want to have contrast wanna have your model be the thing that's focused on you want to have the 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 base be understated. It's just that your bases are a bit too understated and you could you could stand to be a little more creative with what you're putting out there. Mm-hmm. Um and again that's again that's appreciated. I know they weren't being mean or anything like that. They they're pointing out something that's hard to see and so I'm glad they told me that. Super, um, super and
0: valuable they, feedback. Like that kind of stuff is like yeah. just valuable feedback that some people just don't think about, you know, and, and to to know that they're not coming from a bad place with it and just like, no, to, this is how you get better is you let people see it. You let people, you know, break it down and and be like, OK, well, here's where it could be better. It's not them saying you suck. It's just them saying, look, if you want to be on a certain level, you've got to focus on these things. It's it's very valuable.
1: Absolutely. No, and, and they and they said, you know, it's where you're at right now is where a lot of people have been, you know, that. In Europe, it's different. This Mm -hmm. hobby is a lot older. This hobby is a lot more well-respected. Whereas here in the States, it's growing. You have have people that are very good, but it's something that like, this is a newer market and it's a less experienced market. And so again, they were really nice to say that, you know, obviously keep working on it. Keep entering competitions. You've got the kind of stuff that's like, you know, keep doing what we're saying and keep doing what you've been doing because I'm completely self-taught. I never really taken a class on this or anything like that. It's all just reading and watching videos and stuff. It's like, that's a lot of people, but again, take classes, mm-hmm. you know, they have classes at these kinds of events and stuff like that, but keep coming to these things, keep networking because you'll talk to more people and you'll talk to, there are plenty of businesses out there where it's like, they got them in Europe. They got them here in the United States where they have a network of painters and a network of craftspeople where it's like, they'll just give you an assignment. Mm-hmm. And it's like here, finish this up, paint this thing, send it to us, and we'll give you five hundred um, dollars. Okay. And those kinds of things again, like you know, you you get your way into that stuff primarily by showing up at these events and stuff. That that way they know you're serious, and that way they they know that it's like you know, there are. It's,
0: there a, are it's some a credibility times where, thing, right? It's like it's like a credibility thing that you're like, oh, okay, well, this person is 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 down for the work, down for down for the the feedback, down for just any kind of exposure.
1: Well, and and given the nature of certain places, it's like what, what they, what they want to do is they want to talk directly to an artist that's making it versus talking to another broker that has access to that person. And then it's like, well, then there's extra fees and stuff. They know it's better for you and it's better for them to cut out those middlemen. Yeah, It makes things easier for them, but it's, there is a market of people out there, much like with cars where yes, there there are plenty of people that, you know, get these cars because it's like, dude, they just they just want to drive the car. And that's much like with miniature war game where there are people that look, they just like playing these games and they really yeah, they can really some people give a shit less whether they're painted or not. But then there's another segment that like, you know, um, so it's like 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 Ferris Bueller's day off. Right. And the dad in the car where it's like, he doesn't drive this thing. He just loves the history and he loves the, the, the nostalgia and the, you know, the good feels of it. And he just wants, like, he wants these things to put in a glass case. They are collectors, but then you got other people that are like, no, man, they've got way more money than time, but they want what's on the box. And that's not what's in the box. What's in the box is a bunch of chunks of gray plastic, but they want, they are prepared. They, they, they are in finance. They are in, you know, computer development, stuff like that. Yes, they want to play these games. They want to go ahead and walk into their store, walk into so and so's basement and put down an army that's really going to wow them. But they do not have the time. They don't have the time yeah. to make these things. They don't have the time to learn this shit. They don't have the time to put into getting the resources to actually get these paints together and and execute like that. Dude, how how much? How I'll, I'll give you 3 I'll give you $3500 if you give me those 2000 points painted up and ready to go.
0: Yep. So you pull then, out you pull out your 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 Target app. And you get your personal shopper and, and artist, yeah. and you fucking get them to start picking the things off the shelves and getting them painted up for you. That's what you do. It's all come full circle. And then when it circle. gets delivered,
1: and then when it gets delivered, you get really angry that God damn it, I ordered red and you painted blue, and that's not the alternative I asked for. No, but it, it it was it was great. It they 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 were really they were really gracious and really kind to me. Everybody was super cool with me taking pictures of stuff. Um, and again, it was like my God. There, there were four thousand people that attended the convention, over nine hundred players, and they had all kinds of games. They had Warhammer forty k, they had Age of Sigmar, but they had Star Wars games. They had all kinds of new games oh, that were yeah. being demoed. It was insane, and it took over the entirety of the Rio Convention Center. Um, That's but cool. um, no, it was it was a blast, and um, everybody was super nice. And yes, definitely, it's it's the kind of thing that in my head, what was satisfying about it's like, yeah, I mean, it was on my birthday, but it's like, it's going to be on my birthday every year in that city. That was my so next question.
0: I, are you going back a, every year? Is that, is that what you're doing? Or are you going to try to make I've it, got it got
1: a right? baked in, I got a baked in reason. I got a doubled up reason. It's like, cause <laughs> you can always go to Vegas on your birthday because the, the deal, like, that was the thing you just need to say, and sometimes they may not necessarily have something, but it's just like, Oh, Hey, but it's my birthday. And if you can prove it, it's like, Hey, I got my ID. It's my birthday. Hey, can I have you know, a little something or whatever? And it's like sometimes again you're like pressing your luck, but like worst thing I can do is tell you no. Yeah. Most of the times just like, yeah, maybe I'm not supposed to, but you know, what the hell? Here, here, here take thirteen sure. dollars. They've,
0: they've got a little leeway. Like whoever you're talking to has some sort of leeway to to get people to come in. Like maybe it's a slow. It could just you could be approaching them on a slow week. You know, it is your birthday, but it's also they're like, yeah, we got to get our memberships up. We need to here. Let's let's here here's some stuff. And it and in hurt the ass.
1: restaurants. The restaurants hook you up on your birthday. You now don't get me wrong. You typically have to join some kind of a rewards program, sure. like even Denny's Denny's. It used to be, you just go in there. It's like, Hey, you know my birthday stuff. And it's like, yeah, sure. Now you have to like sign up and you have to have the QR code from the app and stuff because can't just give you a free breakfast without getting your precious, precious data.
0: But it's all about that burner email. That's what I'm going to teach my kids about It's the burner email, man. You got to have right. one. I,
1: I had everything all set and prepared and ready to go, but no, it was great. I had a blast. Um I did not gamble all that much. Yeah. Um, I gambled a little bit, but not that much. Sure. Um I did I checked out a burlesque show. That was amazing, man. I'm I'm going to do another one of those, but a different one. I went to the burlesque show at the Flamingo. Um w- way more awesome than I thought it would be. It was not like a huge venue. It was it was, it was a very discreet place. Like there couldn't have been more than like maybe like 50, 60 people in the audience. And there were like six dancers total. And you know how You ever watch like a music video like this was, this was big with Britney Spears videos for a while where it's like, so you got Britney or whoever is dancing up front in these big musical numbers and a whole bunch of dancers. And then in the back, you've got other dancers, Mm -hmm. but in the front row behind them, there's that one person, that one dancer who's just better than everyone else. They're hitting every last beat and they're just snapping perfect. And that's the dance coordinator. And they are there so they can have a really good look at the principal. And if there's a problem, they can say something between takes. But they're also where they are so everybody behind them can see them and follow them. Because that's kind of the, the one who's hitting everything. Mm-hmm. There was the one woman in that show out of the six there. You could clearly tell us like, okay, obviously she's the team captain. Yeah,
0: she knows what she, she knows what she's doing, yeah.
1: Yeah, she had probably the night and again I'm I'm a student of human anatomy for a long time because I do a lot of comic books and stuff like that. She had the nicest legs I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and she was she was she was a Parisian woman who worked at Crazy Horse in Paris. And she decided, fuck it, I'm going to the United States. And so she came down here. Um, that was awesome. The the comedian, um, like, because it was one of those shows where it's like, so they have a set of a couple dances and a couple little bits that they do early on. And it's very nostalgic. It's very old school kind of stuff, but it's very yeah. creative. Like a
0: Vegas variety show, right?
1: Yeah. You know, well, you got the one woman who's dancing in a you know, champagne glass and pouring champagne all over and shit. And then they, they had the, the, they had the airline themed one. They had all kinds of weird stuff. And it's, I mean, again, it's a topless show, but it's not quite as sleazy as just stripping because there were a ton of people in there, men and women, you know, sure, old sure. people, younger people. But in between these two sets, they had a comedian come out. Comedian was fun. Comedian was uh troublemaker and making fun of people in the, in the crowd called me a creep. <laughs> and I took it and it was fun. It was a good time. A little crowd but no, work. that Yeah, it was, no, they, they it's did good. a good job, but no, that was, that was a lot of fun. That was something that like, again, like I, I had a good time doing that one, but it was one of those things was like, man, next time I go, if there's another burlesque show and the price is okay and I can get like a good, you know, deal for something shit. Yeah. I'll pop in and see that again. That was, that was surprising how awesome that was, you know, yeah. because I, you know, I, again, it, it. On the surface, because it, it, uh, that was another thing. When I came home, mm-hmm. I couldn't help myself. I had to watch Showgirls by Paul Verhoeven. <laughs> um, you know, and, and it was again you watching that. It was like it was really kind of surprising. It's like again, I know there are bigger shows where they have like way more dancers and it's way more people out there, and it's like it's still a titty show. Yeah. But um, no, I I again the one that I was at, I was really I was surprised with what they could do with so little. It was, it was really, it was quite cool. That was kind of one of the last things I did before I came home.
0: That's really cool. It's, it's, it's nice that you went out and had that, had a good time and, and possibly forged yourself a a new tradition, um, whether it be yearly or every other year or however you want to do it. But that's, that's really awesome, man. I'm glad you had a good time. I, I, I enjoyed my time out in Vegas. I was kind of like bummed at how congested it was compared to like the last times I've been there, but, um, yeah. I, I I'm Plus sure I'll weekend. go back, you know.
1: That's the weekend, too, man, because yeah. the weekdays,
0: weekdays, it is, it, is a
1: little It is a little more muted and a little more chill. And also, you get better prices. Sure. Because the weekend stuff, that's like, I mean, that's the thing you're looking at, like, um, room rate calendars and stuff. Yep. It's just like, it's like clockwork, man. Friday, it's like, yep, that's when the price triples, because fuck you.
0: Yeah, because we can fill it. We're, you know, if you can't be here, fine. Someone else will be here. Doesn't matter. But that
1: was that was something else i was seeing I, I saw an article about how it was like yeah but like even as you get up closer to the event because i mean super bowl is tomorrow and people were saying it was like yeah and some of these weekend room rates dropped like a rock like i'm talking like 45 percent slash of a price from one day to the next yeah because again there's just so many rooms there's, a, there's so many hotels so much so much competition And it's real, it's real competition that you can benefit from as a consumer. It's not that fake shit where, you know, it's like people are colluding and stuff. No, there's just too many players within the network, like within MGM and stuff like that and all those properties. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, but again, get in their players club, play at their casinos, you know, mess around with them. That's the other side of this too. I do want to go back. Part, another part of me going back was um, nearby where I'm at here in the you know middle United States, near the uh, undisclosed location. There is a small casino that is uh, it's an Isle of Capri. It's um, it's a part of the Caesars network. So mm-hmm. if I go play there, the, the tier rewards and all that shit accumulates for the um, stuff in Vegas. And that's, I've heard a lot of people talk about it. it's like, Oh yeah, they they're starting to figure that out. That like, there are people that will like to go and gamble, Mm-hmm. at these smaller hotels, and build up their points to go spend them in Vegas, and then they don't really gamble that much in Vegas. They just find other shit to spend their money on, because it's resort world, you know?
0: Yeah, I got a friend that that goes to Vegas quite a bit, um, and, and his thing when he's back east is just going up to North Carolina, going to Harris Cherokee Casino because it's Harris. Yeah. You know, you get the Harris points to spend just as well there as they do in Vegas. So, I mean, yeah, you can you can absolutely do that, which is which is so insane. It's it's so cool too. Um, but yeah, dude, that's oh man. I could talk about Vegas for for a while. It's it's a good, to, it's a good time. We'll have
1: to we'll have to find a way to align the stars so you and I can go out there and have forty eight hours of trouble.
0: I think yeah. I think one of these one of these one, years one year we'll, yeah. One year. Yeah, one of these years we'll we'll, we'll, come back. Well, and our our birthdays are so close. Like we can make it happen. We can make it happen.
1: Yeah, dude, you've got to you've got to come to the LVO. You gotta come to that mini show. Yeah. It's it's and honestly, it's great. It's it it was like, you know, it's like I think 50 bucks for like the multi-day pass. Mm -hmm. But honestly, you could go on Saturday and just go for the Saturday. Cause if you're not going to play and you're not going to be in any of the classes or anything like that, it's like, I just want to go check out the vendors and stuff. That's like 20 bucks and that's fine. And so, but yeah, no, that that's going to keep happening is that's again, that's growing yeah, and that's getting bigger and bigger every year. But, um, that's not how TwitchCon
0: was. SwitchCon was like, you could go and see everything in a day. You don't need to go for three days, like every, all the awesome stuff. Like, and it sounds kind of like it to you too. Like, I'm sure you really enjoyed the convention, but I feel like every time I go to any convention, like I feel like all the, all the other awesome stuff was happens outside the convention. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's cool to go. Cause it's very concentrated on the subject you're going there to see. But then like outside is where like you get to, the cool food, the good, the cool places like to travel around and just see shit. You know what I'm saying? Whoa. And I'll
1: say the quiet part out loud, because this is not just you and me. This is tons of people. And this is the way that city has been for years. It's baked into the culture, into the business model of the city.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Those conventions are all just reasons for people to list this shit as business expenses. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> because
1: that's, that's the thing. Like the painting convention stuff, like, yeah, I'm going to go take a painting class and stuff like that. I'm going to write off this whole fucking, going thing. To Anybody I meet? Up there. Yeah.
0: I, I had,
1: a, I had people that it was just like, Hey, uh, I'm going to spend five minutes trying to convince you to buy a painted model. And even if you don't do it at the end, well, I, I spent that time trying to sell you something. And so that makes, that makes this whole dinner right off. Right. And it's But no, I, I, I had a great time. Um, no, I will, the, another thing, um, another thing that just like last minute thing that I'll mention too. So I did, um, I did a buffet. I did the Caesars buffet. That motherfucker was $97 and it was worth it.
0: Oh, good. Good. Yeah, it was I heard like, it's,
1: like a good it, it, one. it's not just like 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 everything else, it's like it's not just one buffet. It'll blow your mind how big it is. It's like it's like eight buffets all wow. strung together. It starts with um it starts with East Asian food, and it's just this huge massive buffet of East Asian food, and then it turns into a Latin America buffet, and it's just a whole bunch of like honestly, great, great street tacos um great nachos little things like that and then after a little while it turns into italian food and then after a little while it turns into not american food it just turns into meat just 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 this gauntlet of cooked meat anything that you can possibly imagine um and then they have like another buffet that like again it's kind of in the center yeah. and it's big enough that it could like be basically just your regular you know suburban country buffet buffet but it's all dessert <laughs> and they definitely had like, they had the, the diamond plus member section and sure. then they had the rest of the buffet, but no, I went down there. That was, that was also a wild experience where they, um, <laughs> they tell you this. I bet they don't do this when you get into like the diamond section, mm-hmm. but when you sit down, it's like, okay, you get two drinks and then 90 minutes, then you're gone.
0: And, yeah,
1: <laughs> and they're real, and they're real blunt about it. And they write it and they circle shit down in your receipt and put it right down there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm sure they I'm sure they don't have those time limits there. But at the same time, in the back of my head, I'm like, you yeah, know, I'm glad you got me out of here because I would have wasted a whole lot of extra time and I didn't need to if I'd have been fucking around and stuff. But yep. um, that was another one of those things that like, and I, I'll remember it in the future. It's like. Always have a bag, always have extra water bottles and always have some extra like Ziploc bags and stuff for when you go to the buffet so that you can stuff that stuff in. <laughs> and <keep it.
0: laughs> yeah. It, it, and that's, that's the other thing people don't realize. And this will be like kind of the last thing I talk about, but like, you know, yeah. you can have everything from like an awesome buffet to some of the best chefs in the world in this one place from all over the world in this one place So you want any type of food you could possibly imagine you wanted. It's somewhere. It's somewhere on the Strip or in Old Vegas. You'll find it. Um, yeah. there's just so many options. It's it's. You, I've heard you, I've you,
1: heard whispers yeah. of Korean barbecue that offer previously unimagined taste sensations, and mm. they're a little off the Strip, but it's a lot of people where it's like so again because it's West Coast. Yeah, you have a lot of you have a lot of East Asian and Pacific Island folks that like they came to the city and they immigrate and it's like they were brought here. Buy the strip kitchens, mm-hmm. you know, o- o- across the decades, it's like, no, we want we we want your skills. We want you to come here. we We're providing you first class facilities. You know, we get access to great ingredients. and they come here, and it's like, well, yeah, that's true. But the problem is, especially on the strip, everybody's kind of serving the same Americana menu.
0: Sure. You know, they don't really specialty, but like they have the core of what they're doing,
1: right? Everybody everybody's doing steak and seafood and burgers and stuff. And they're and the thing is they discovered it's like, no, you know what? I'm getting off the strip. I'm gonna buy my own place. Almost in the suburbs, but I will have control. And I've heard that it's like, you'll go in there and you'll pay 70 bucks for dinner, mm-hmm. but they will, they will give you a culinary experience. Unlike anything you have ever seen. It's like kind of like with a no where it's like, oh no, man, no, we're going to go we're going to sit down. We're going to do the tricks. It's like, it's that times a hundred. Yep. They go way more and there and they will give you all the food you can stomach, but they want you to have an experience that you'll never forget. In the hopes that, yeah, you know what, you can always just come back here and give us another 60, 70 bucks and we'll do this for you every
0: night. <laughs> oh yeah. You well, know? there's there's levels to it all, right? There's levels to it all. Um, yeah, man. All right, well, we're gonna have to figure that out because I think I think a Vegas trip would be a whole hell of a lot of fun. Um shit, man. We blew through almost two hours. We were like, we're like, yeah, we'll do about an hour. Yeah, but you know what? We did it,
1: we did it all. We we you know what? This was great. Yeah. I'm glad we had we had a Vegas episode. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe, maybe. Maybe there will be a sequel. Stick around viewers and yeah. listeners.
0: Same bat time. Same bat channel. Um cool man. Well, this is uh this has been me. I'm Lopez and that was Lord Fagan and uh thanks for joining us for episode 394. Are you pumping anything right now? Can I plug anything for you, buddy?
1: No. No, I'm not plugging anything these days, man. I've been I'll tell you this. I've been um I've been enjoying painting. Good. Um, grinding you know, skills I, out. I, yeah, no, it's, it's like I said, the the show was great. Good. I had a really good time with doing that, but no, I, uh, no, I, have been, um, I haven't, I haven't had anything, uh, promotable or anything like that, any big projects or anything, but, um, but I've been painting miniatures and that's been fun. I've been learning a lot about new color and stuff like that. And I guess if anything, I'm looking forward to it soon. I bought, um, uh, army war paint, uh, they, uh, the company army war paints released a new line and I bought the big, huge hot shit. 216 color complete set because ultimately pre-ordering that up front is the better value. Cause you'll sure. get like every paint for like $2 or something. But looking forward to that because I've been hearing a lot of really good stuff online about how it's like, look on the one hand, it was like, look, they're not the greatest multi, they're not the greatest war painter paints ever made. That being said, they are exceptionally awesome paints and man, that company turned <laughs> shit around. They, they, de- they deserve to be commended because it's like 8.5 out of 10.
0: That's great. You know,
1: that's, that's, that's good stuff. And so I'm, I'm waiting on those and I'll, I'll maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe we'll, we'll have some more stuff on the, on your, on your discord. Yeah. You know, in the art section, we'll be, uh, we'll be posting stuff in there. We've got all kinds of, all kinds of fun stuff going on in there, but, uh, but yeah, no, just been, uh, been working on that kind of stuff.
0: That's great, dude. That's great. Anytime you got something you want me to to push out there, I'll, I'll be glad to do it for you when you're ready for, for it. For sure, man. Um, if you yeah, want man. to follow me, I'm at Lopez Radio on social media, and uh, I am sometimes tw- stream on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Lopez Radio. I'll have the links in the description of the podcast and the description of the YouTube. They're all down there, so go check them out. Thanks for being here. We'll catch you guys next time. See you, Fagan.
1: See you, guys.